What if you were able to sit down for lunch with some of the greatest leaders in the world? What would you ask? What would they say? Welcome to the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where you're invited to join us in learning the spiritual principles behind big success. Here's your host, Mike Lynch. Welcome to episode 89 of the Lynch with a Leader podcast, where we sit down with some of America's greatest leaders and find out how they have learned to lead with their faith out in front. If I've never met you before, my name is Mike Lynch, and it is my honor to be on this leadership journey with you, is we're all seeking to be the leaders that we were created to be in the space and the place that God has put us. Well, after a winning episode with Coach Mark Rick, such such fun, I can't think of a better way to cycle back and hit one of my all-timers. In fact, I was just telling my wife and of all the people that I've come across in their writings and just meeting them briefly and, of course, speaking to them on the podcast, this gentleman is in my He's in my Hall of Fame group. He's on the, the Mount Rushmore of favorite people that I've encountered, not only in ministry, but just in life. And we're not close friends by any stretch, but his heart for the Lord, his kindness, his love of Jesus that just pours through his veins is so refreshing. And today we get to sit down with Mark Batterson. You know, Mark has written... Uh, just so many incredible books, Circle Maker, Wild Goose Chase, Play the Man, Double Blessing, Chase the Lion, Grave Robber, along with leading the National Community Church in Washington, D.C., founding Ebenezer's Coffee House. He's an influencer of influencers. But his latest book is not one you'll see sitting on many uh, coffee tables in boardrooms. His latest book, God Speaks and Whispers, he wrote with his daughter, Summer. And today, Mark and I are going to talk about that book. We're going to talk about how God is speaking, rain or shine, and God is loving all the time. Above all else, know this is true, that God is singing around you. Today, I want you to pull up a chair, and I want you to listen in to my conversation with pastor, author, leader, Mark Batterson. Well, Mark, it is great to have you back on Lynch with a Leader. It is always a joy to get to hang with you for a few minutes. You know, Mike, I love it. And can I just say, I love your energy. And I know that that sounds like really kind of mystical, but uh, man, if there was ever a time that we need to operate in faith, hope, and love, I think it's right about now. And so I just want to say a personal thank you for your voice, for your leadership. And it's a joy to be back with you. Well, you've done a lot of amazing things. I mean, we followed the planning of your church. You founded the Ebenezer's Coffee House. You've written tons of best-selling books like Circle Maker, Wild Goose Chase, Play the Man, Double Blessing, Chase the Lion, Grave Robber. But this book, you got to write with your daughter, Summer. How gratifying was it to do a project with her? I mean, it, it was next level. Mm. Um, I just, I, I can't even tell you uh, how much it meant for me to be able to do this kind of project with the little girl that I used to read bedtime storybooks to. Right. You know, I would tuck her into bed at night. And then uh, here she is, 23 years old, 
and walked the aisle last year, got married. And so my, my little girl is, uh, is married and then to be able to write a book together, Mike, I mean, that, that is just a, that's a dream come true for sure. You know, our daughters are the same age. My daughter's 23 as well. When, when you think back to that season of life, and we, we've both entered a different season now, enter that, se- that, that season of life when you're reading those bedtime stories, why is, it, why is it so important for a parent to carve out that time that they don't pawn that off on somebody else, especially as a dad, as you look back on that? Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, here's a direct challenge for dads. And listen, moms... Moms seem to be a little bit more intuitive or adept at, at this uh, story time, Mike. Um, and uh, for dads, I think it's so critical because those are tender moments mm-hmm. where kids don't, this is the moment where kids don't even want you to, to leave because they're afraid of the dark. So That's you right. have a captive audience. And I know that we're all tuckered out at the end of the day when we tuck them into bed. But those are sacred moments. Let's make the most of them because you're planting seeds of faith. You're planting seeds of hope. And uh, God can use those um, those moments to really make a difference. So, Mike, I don't know what your favorite books, you know, since we have kids that are kind of in that same grouping of ages. You know, you probably read Goodnight Moon and a moose and a muffin and some of those fun loving stories and i love them but there's something about having a spiritual message as well that is really powerful to be able to create conversations about things that are so important uh, for our kids. You know, what I love about it, Mark, in, in this new book, God Speaks and Whispers, is, is a children's book, but yet the principles you teach about how God speaks into our lives may be written in the style for children, but as you said, planting seeds, not only for those kids, but for the moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles that are reading, what was your, what was your biggest passion as you, as you guys got down to write this, what did you want to see people get out of it? Yeah. Well, Mike, I think big kids are going to like this book as much as little kids. That's right. You know, it's kind of like going to one of those Pixar movies, right? Where the filmmakers, they put a little bit of humor in there for the big people that uh, the little kids (laughs) might not catch. Um, You know, I think, uh, the, the book is going to um, really be a conversation piece mm-hmm. that God speaks through scripture, and, and we're so grateful for God's inspired word, but God also speaks through his creation, Romans chapter 1, and so when we write about and, and picture a, a big blue glacier <laughs> or, um, you know, different, the, the stars in the sky— God speaks through those things as well. And so part of the, part of the hope was um, kids, kids have this ability to learn a second language even better than adults. Mm-hmm. And I think that includes this uh, language of the spirit that they're not too young to discern the voice of God. And I think of Eli and the prophet Samuel in the temple and Eli kind of coaching him up a little bit 
and saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's what we want to do with our kids, because uh, you and I both know that uh, they're not always going to have access to our voice. You know, they're going to go off to college or they're going to go hang out at their friend's house. They they need to learn to hear God's voice even more than our voice. But then hopefully they learn to hear God's voice through our voice, if that makes sense. That's right. As you guys wrote this, were there reminders for you, even as an adult, a pastor, a leader of leaders, uh, so many look to you through your books, even as you were writing some of the some of the little stories within it about how God speaks, were they reminders to you of, yeah, that's right, he does speak that way? Yeah, there, there were. I had a fun little uh, tradition with Summer when she was a little girl. Um, I, I used to say, if all the little girls in the world were lined up and I could only choose one to be my daughter, I would choose you. And, you know, I think every parent needs something kind of unique like that with their kids. Um, now, I also have pronounced the blessing, Luke 252, yeah. you know, thousands of times on my kids. But, um, I had some flashbacks to those moments because the way that we ended the book, in fact, Mike, let's leave people guessing here for a minute. It might be fun for us to end with me reading the last two pages. That would so be awesome. We can kind of leave that hanging out there, but um, certainly moments where y- you share those moments with your kids and then we wove some of those in there. You know, it's interesting because Summer was a social work major. Mm. And so, she's not a mom, you know, but she has a real insight to the way that kids think and feel. And man, it's so hard being a kid these days, Mike. I, I, I feel like we grew up in a little bit simpler time uh, when you throw in technology and social media. And so, I really appreciated the way that Summer helped access some of those emotion points because those are the points where we can really speak into the lives of our kids when they're mad, when they're sad, and of course, when they're glad too. What's been the hardest for you as an adult to hear God speak? What do you think? We both agree God speaks all the time. He's always working. He's always speaking why even as an adult is it so easy for us to miss those simple things he's doing? And this is what I thought the book brought out, those simple things he's doing every day. Why do we miss it so easily? Yeah, I, I think it's because, wow, we all have this inner critic mm. with a really loud voice. And then, Mike, if we can manage to turn the volume down on our own inner critic, then, wow, then we have the accuser of the brethren who really has a loud voice. In fact, uh, you know, uh, prances around like a roaring lion, right? Um, right. And, and then if we can manage to turn down that voice, boy, right now we're in a culture where a lot of people are shouting at each other. And so it's really hard to hear the still small voice of the Holy mm. Spirit and and I think God speaks in a whisper because when you speak really softly, and sometimes I would do this with my kids, I would just kind of go down to that little whisper 
so that the kids would have to come really close to me. And then, of course, I'd reach out and grab them and give them a big hug because the goal wasn't just for them to hear my voice. The goal was for them to be near to me. And so um, we've got to turn down some of those other voices so that we can really make sure that the Holy Spirit is the loudest voice in our life. That's so good. If you could get every parent, Mark, especially dads, and say, this is what you're going to want about 20 years from now. Here's who you're going to wish you would have been then when your kids were little. Here's the things you wish you would have spent your time on. What would you tell young dads who have those little ones at home and they're they're grabbing the book because the kids will enjoy it? What, yeah. what, what would you tell them? Well, Mike, um, I would try to be as absolutely encouraging as I could be, because like a lot of dads, I often have felt like a failure or I feel like I haven't measured up or have I given my family the best of me? And and, you know, it's really easy to feel like what you're doing doesn't make a difference. I, I, I hope everybody hears this. Your kids are watching you. And I don't mean that negatively. They'll notice the small acts of kindness. They'll, they'll notice the sacrifices that you make. They'll notice the way that you treat other people, the way that you react in a crisis situation. And they may not acknowledge it right now, but it will have a cumulative effect. In fact, maybe I can just share this one word of encouragement that I think there are what I would call boomerang prayers, Mike, where you pray it and it boomerangs further and further away until it's almost out of sight, out of mind. Like there's no way God's ever going to answer this prayer. But if you keep praying it, I've seen this so many times that somehow, some way that answer boomerangs back in, usually a lot longer than what we want. And it takes a little bit more patience on our part. But it just happened to me uh, not long ago. I, I prayed this Luke 252 blessing. May you grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with man over all three of our children thousands of times. And, you know, Mike, sometimes I've wondered, has it really made a difference? Do they hear mm. it? Mm. Does it register? Man, we're dropping my youngest son, 18 years old, dropping him off at... Uh, the airport to head to college uh, about three weeks ago. And we're on the way to the airport and I'm praying this blessing over him. Mm. I look in the, and I look in the rearview mirror and I see it on his face. He is receiving a blessing that I pronounced thousands of times. And it was a reminder to me, like all of those times, I wasn't sure if he was listening. No, it's making a difference. And so uh, let's keep on keeping on and believing that God's going to, God's going to, if we plant water, God is going to give the increase in due time. And I, and that Mark, that is so good. And every parent who's done the drop of their children feels that <laughs> wrenching in your gut. Uh, we from Lynchburg, Virginia to Atlanta, Georgia, leaving both of our kids was the trail of tears. I mean, and, and that is the the pain of loving your kids so much. Yeah, you got it. What I what I love you've done is you did it with one that was so special to you, 
and you've now made this special for others to plant seeds that one day they can look in the rearview mirror and see the blessings of. Mark, would you take the end of our time together and would you mind reading the finish of your book and we'll wrap it right there. You, you, my friend, and I want to say this, Mark, you're a gift to the kingdom and your energy, your passion, your love on stage, off stage. I've got a buddy that is an architect. You, you would not even remember these conversations, but did a lot of your design work, went to our church for a long time. And he would just say, Mike, I'm just telling you, Mark's the, we've, we've driven around DC. He's the real deal. And so you're a gift, my friend, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Mike, thank you. And, and uh, grateful for uh, th- those words are encouraging because leadership is really hard right now. Yes, it is. Um, let, let's be honest. Everything's hard right now. <laughs> Parent, parenting is hard. Um, you know, marriage, marriage is, is it's hard work. Yep. Um, but uh, uh, so grateful for God's faithfulness. And hey, this is fun for me. So I have to say that that most of the rhyming, Summer gets credit for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, she did such a great job. But uh, here are the last couple of pages. And listen, it doesn't matter what your age is. All of us are big kids. And so I just, I want to read this over us just as a blessing. And so here we go. Above all else, know this is true that God is singing all around you. And by the way, that's Psalm 32, 7. He's singing songs of deliverance all around us all the time. And then uh, the very last pages here, it says, and what is he saying in that voice still and small? That you, my dear, are his favorite of all. And the beautiful thing, Mike, is God is able to uh, love all of us as if there were only one of us. And somehow, some way, we are all his favorite. Isn't that incredible? And so I hope today that uh, that maybe puts a smile on someone's face. And I hope that this is a message that creates this foundation in the lives of our kids. Our kids are getting their identity from a lot of the wrong places. And I want to make sure that our kids find their identity in the love that God has for them. So what a joy to be able to share that with you. That was fun, wasn't it? You know, as Mark read those last few pages of the book, it's you're just reminded it's not the complicated things that matter. It really is the simple things. And sometimes I think it would do us as leaders good to pull out a children's book and remind us of the simple things. You know, there's a phrase we use a lot at North Star. I heard it from my pastor growing up, Iker Eichard. Never doubt in the dark what you know to be true in the light. Sometimes those simple things that God is speaking, and he's speaking all the time around us, and he believes in us, we just need to be reminded of. Thank you, Mark Batterson, for reminding us. Thank you, Mark, for reminding us of what's important as we're parenting and working and doing all our things, perspective is king. Thanks, Mark, for helping us keep our perspective. If you enjoyed 
today's podcast. It would mean the world for you to stop and leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you're listening today from because it really does help. Our our biggest passion is to influence as many leaders as we can be and as many leaders as we can do. And boy, that just helps create and raise the spiritual temperature of teams and organizations and families across our country. Thanks for doing that. Well, our next episode, we get to sit down with a gentleman named David Hoyt. David is part of the table group with Patrick Lencioni. He spends his life pouring into and leading leaders. And it is a fascinating leadership conversation and a fascinating conversation about spiritual leadership. So once again, thanks for joining in today. You'll be getting, if you've subscribed, you'll be getting uh, an alert when that next episode comes out. Thanks again for joining today. Thanks for tuning in and go be the leader that God created you to be in the space and the place that he's put you. Thank you for listening to the Lynch with a Leader podcast with your host, Mike Lynch. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help more people hear it by subscribing and leaving a review wherever you may be listening. For full episode notes and more spiritual leadership resources, visit MikeLynch.com.